I am as a pastor and a minister so much because of these guys. Um, I was a skinny uh, twig of a teenager um, when I first met these guys, and I would, uh, they, Brent would let me sing 10-minute long specials during the Sunday service. Um, yeah, and, and so much you guys believed in me. Even in this hard season, you've been with me. You've shouldered burdens with me. Um, and I just wanted to say thank you just for me, for who I am. Um, so much of everything of who I am is because of you guys. So thank you. I love you guys so much. Let's give it up. All right. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Royce. Thank you. Thank you. Happy birthday, Destiny. We're so excited to be here. Woo! Come on. But 25 years, I just, how did that happen? <laughs> 25 years, how did that happen? Where did it go? I read an article last week that said 80% of all church plants will fail before they're five years old. And we made it 25. But honestly, we are honored, we are grateful, we are humbled that God um, called us to be a part of planting this church. And I say a part because there's so many people that played a part. But to plant this church and then to get to pastor it for 20 years. And Brent and I say all the time, that was the best 20 years of our life. And we mean that. Yeah. Yeah. We, <laughs> we love getting to serve here. We love getting to serve with you guys. Um, the reason it was the best 20 years is because we made so many wonderful friendships here. Yeah. And, you know, those friends turned into family to us. And so um, I see faces out here today that, um, you know, you plowed with us, you planted with us, you harvest with us. You know, we were side by side. It was a lot of fun. It was an adventure. And we had a lot of wins. Amen. Yeah. But I also see a lot of faces that I don't know your name. Um, I've never met you before. That's awesome. And that brings me such joy. Yeah. It's like that says to me that destiny is still alive. So I rejoice yeah. in that as well. Come Amen. on. Yeah. Um, the only hard part about getting to pastor here was when we had to step when it was time to step away. Yeah. And I won't even go there because there's it was I mean, it was, it's still hard. <laughs> it's hard to even be here today because I just love this church so much and I love the people here. Um, yeah. Nonetheless, we, we still feel like so much of our heart is here and we've watched you from a distance and we still are cheering you on. There's a lot of Sundays, Brent and I will, after we get done with our service, we'll go home and put you guys on the big screen and <laughs> do church with you and, yeah. and it brings us so much joy to see who's here and who's you know what I mean who's who's still going strong who's flagging yeah who's flagging <laughs> <laughs> so we're checking on you we're still watching you um just last Sunday we went on and watched Nick read yeah. and the message he preached it was so good so good amen and, um, yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> especially the part, and I know that he didn't quite say it this way because he's such a great <laughs> speaker. Yes, and um, yeah. I always was nervous to have to get up and share when he was here. <laughs> it still makes me nervous. I know he's <laughs> thinking all the words I'm saying wrong. And <laughs> and, but, he, but he's always been complimentary. He's, he never tried correcting me. So anyway, oh, thank you. Um, I'm, thank I'm you. getting in a rabbit trail here. 
the it's a part, good one. Yeah, the part that I um, especially jumped out to me, what Nick was sharing, was when he said um, that David learned about God when he, he learned about God going through the hard places. And as much as I don't want to believe that, I've learned that it's true. Yeah. You know, if I, could, if I could chart out what my path would look like in life, from birth till death, I would have just made it one smooth road. You know what I mean? No yeah. bumps that are lit, lit up clearly. But if you've lived at all, you know that, that life isn't like that. Each per, everybody here has gone through hard places and hard times. It's just how it is. It's like God says, um, Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna chart out your path for life. There's gonna be some mountains and um, dark valleys, and then you're, you'll have to jump off the cliff and fall into a raging river that you swim upstream. And when you get out of there, there will be a firestorm you can go through. <laughs> Happy life, right? <laughs> but it's through those places that we do um, pull near to God, and we learn who He is, and He reveals things to us. Um, We've, so this last year, we probably went through one of the worst battles that I've ever encountered in um, my, my whole life. And um, there were times that the night seemed so dark, and I would say to Brent, where is God? You know, is he real? Is his promises real? And um, it seemed to us like he wasn't at work, at least on my healing. I laid in a hospital for 26 days, and it seemed like he was absent but on the other hand, he provided for us in such miraculous ways. There were people from around the world, Indian, Albanian, Greece, and Africa, and across the United States that was sending us prayers and prophetic words and finances. I mean, God blessed us in so many people who just, we had only met, wrote out a check for like $20,000. I mean, it was incredible the money that came to us, and we had a lot of out-of-pocket expenses, and so God knew what we needed, but they fed us for, <laughs> yep. I mean, food came for months to our house. Yep. They packed us up. They helped us. They moved us, unpacked us. I mean, God just showed up in big ways, but I still felt like he, he had um, not kept his promises where my health was concerned until after we were all, almost through the whole thing and the infectious disease doctor set us down and said, you guys don't understand. People who've had this, the majority either die or they're paralyzed. And so, you know, I was just like, God, forgive me. He was at work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes Amen. we don't see him, but he is still working. Amen. And, and I share that for two reasons, because I know you got Destiny sent us an incredible offering, and um, it helped immensely. So if you gave into that offering, I just want to personally tell you, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. But I also tell it because I know that Destiny's gone through some pretty hard hits, some pretty low times. And I, I guess I just, I just want to say to you, you know, maybe the, uh, some of the, in some of the areas it didn't feel like he was working at least the way you wanted him to, but you'll come to a place where you'll recognize that he was at work, amen? As we've watched from a distance, to me, it's like I've seen you, grow, seen you as a body grow closer to each other, yeah. closer to God. It's like your, your belief in his faithfulness has grown. So... Yeah. I, I guess I just want to say that as an encouragement to just just believe, you know, he really is doing something through it all, Sean. Yeah. You're you're coming out stronger. You're coming out better. Amen. That's right. Amen. He's doing a good right. work. Yes. Yes. Uh, and then I'll just 
I, I know Brent wants to preach. So I'll close by me. I'll, I'll close by saying this: that I looked up what is what is twenty, what represents twenty-five, and it's silver. Yeah. And some people say the twenty-fifth is your silver jubilee. And so I looked it up. What does silver, uh, you know, mean? What does it, what does in the you know the spirit and the biblical meaning of it? And it said it's like like looking into the mirror of your soul and seeing who you seeing yourself as you are seen. And um, it also said it's, it means um, um, strength, clarity, and vision. And so um, Ooh, I believe, yeah, I believe. And then the Jubilee, of course, is party, celebration, yeah. amen. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> where, where it's a time where we're reminded that the land and the people belong to God. And yeah. both are called into a place of rest. Um, it's, it's, what else did I write down about it? Um, it's a time to do a reset. And so as I finish, I just want to make some declarations yes. over destiny and you join me with anything that comes to your mind, okay? Um, I just want to declare that this is a time for partying. I thank you, God, that you are a God that sets days apart specifically for partying, God. You're just yes. such a great God. You're a fun God, God. You're, you're better than we ever thought you were. Yep. So I, I declare that... Um, that that this is a day that destiny begins to see see themselves through God's eyes. That there comes a clear picture of how you see Him, God. How much you love Him. How the purposes and the plans that you have for Him. The the, the future that's out in front of Him. And, uh, and I I declare that this is a time for a new vision, God. You said without a vision we'll perish. So I thank you, God, that it's a day of new vision, God. That yes. there's blueprints from heaven, God, that are just downloading yes. to the leadership of this house, God. And that that there's strategy, mm. Lord. God, that, that there's clarity because there's strategy, God, and yes. there's strength to run the race, Lord God, that, that they, they can see the, for the next 25 years, God, and all the fruit that it's going to bring, God. Yes. And yes. I, I just thank you, God, that there's just a new wind blowing into the sails of yes. this house, yes. God, that it's a time for reset, God, yes. and that, that it's a time for anybody that's in, in any kind of bondage to be set free. Yeah, yeah we name. declare it. Okay. I agree. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some in my message okay. too, but I just do, I declare, I saw like the strands of the DNA of this house and I just saw the finger of God touching the strands of the DNA and saying, live, 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 live. Amen. There's some things that God placed inside the very foundation of this house that are still speaking to this day. Amen. And I declare in Jesus' name, every dream that God ever had for this house comes to pass. I declare it in the name That's of Jesus. Right. Amen. 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 All right. You guys make some noise right now. Tell your neighbor hi while Tan and I love on each other just a little bit. Got it. You're the man. I was talking to him when I said you're the man, not you. <laughs> I don't need his chair. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh, I'm supposed to follow that? Come on. You already heard the best, all right? You got the meat. Now I'm going to serve up some milk. For real, for real, um, <laughs> the today, Nick Reed is the one who pointed this out to me, and he was so absolutely right. He said, I, he kind of saw what was happening. He said, here's what everybody's doing, and this is what happened this morning. All you guys did this. Hi, Brent, where's Tana? <laughs> Hi, Brent, where's Tana? Where's she at? Uh, yeah, hello, I'm here too. I know I was here a couple months ago, but I'm here too, guys. 
But I mean, come on, Tana is so much of who this house is. Right there, was poured in from right there. She also mentioned 20 of the best years of our life because we co-pastored together. What a joy it was to both have offices together, to both uh, make decisions together. If you, if you know us at all, you know that we fight for, I especially do, fight for uh, the equality of men and women in worship and in ministry and in our homes, that we're a team, that the, God, the image of God is restored in the earth when we see men and women side by side doing what we're called to do together. So this right here, this is my partner and I'm doing what I'm doing today because uh, she's in my life too. So, well, I do have some stuff burning in my belly this morning. I got 25 years worth of it. Simmering in there, still been in there, rolling around. And uh, I am not gonna go long, long, long. I promise, Sean, I'm gonna do my best. I better look right now. Okay, he didn't tell me what time it ends, so we're good. It's, it's a party, right? We're, we're here to celebrate. And I do, wanna, I do wanna release what I feel like God's laid on my heart. Um, if you've got your, your notes, you can, you can grab those. You can grab your Bibles. I think I just included all the, the scriptures in your notes to save time. I, I believe I did. So uh, you can follow along, and I think they're going to have slides up as well. But I, I just want to tell you happy birthday this morning. I'm so excited. And Tan and I were talking, she's encouraged me, don't go too far down memory lane because that's all I will do this morning would be to tell stories about how everything began. And I, I gotta do this though. I gotta do this one thing. I know Tan, Tan is down there now. So I, 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 I gotta do this. I know you guys may not wanna do this. Everybody stand real quick for me. We used to do this at birthday parties. Everybody, if you would stand, if you can, if you can stand. If uh, you have been at Destiny, let's say you've been here between uh, one and five years, in the last five years, you just started coming in the last five years, go ahead and sit down. If you started coming in the last five years, go ahead and sit down. Look around, that's the new folks that God has brought uh, even since Tan and I have been, been gone. So these are some new, awesome, this is so good to see that. Now, five to 10 years, you're the next people to sit down. So if you've been here longer than 10, you keep standing. 10 years or longer, keep standing. Everybody else, sit down. If you've been here 10 years or longer, keep standing. Whoa, these are the ones that have been here 10 years or longer. You people are old. <laughs> people are old. I'm young, how come all you guys? All right, so now let's go 15. It, it, we're 15 and longer, stand. Everybody else, go ahead and be seated. 15 and longer, go ahead and keep standing. Oh my goodness, Thyron. I have so many great memories with you, Thyron. Oh my gosh. Harp and bowl, ling, 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 ling. You remember that? You remember that? Oh my gosh, some great memories of harp and bowl. Like remember the one time the guy came in, walked right over here, we were in a circle, we were doing harp and bowl. He, do we still have the planters up here? <laughs> he, he grabbed, he grabbed a planter and he sat down and we were singing and worshiping. And we don't know who this guy is. He just walked in and he grabbed this thing and he put it on his head. And he sat down in the circle while we were singing. And then he stood up and he said, listen, the only difference between me and the rest of you people here is I got this bucket on my head. <laughs> yep, that is true. That is a true story, isn't it, Thyrens? All right, so we got our 15s. Now let's go for those that are 20 and longer. If you've been here for 20 years, those of you that have been here for 20 years, 
Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. There's Waldrop back there. We got Ethan. Ethan, I think was, oh my goodness. Well, how old were you, Ethan? We were trying to figure this out. He was just a little guy. Oh my gosh. How old? One or two years old when they, look at that. And now look at him running around here, telling everybody what to do. <laughs> hey, turn it up. Get your bass turned up. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so awesome. So these are, these are people that have been here 20 years, guys. 20 years. All right. Now, now we go for those of you that have been here 24 years. So you came in the first year. I'm saying if you came any time when we were in the Holiday Inn, the Barber Business Building, uh, if that would be the first year, right? In Elk Street. So, so we, who we got? Ooh, here's the OG. You look around right now, you got OG Destiny Foursquare Church. Let's thank the original gangsters. You guys are awesome. We got Destiny Original Gangsters. Do we have anybody that was in our basement? Who was, anybody that was with us in the basement? Who do we got? Cooks are here. The cooks are in the house. Oh, come on, that's what I'm. Barbara, who else? Jason Walters. Oh my gosh. Ray Whitty was there, oh my goodness. What the heck? Ray Whitty is here? I do remember that. Ray Whitty, I remember when you walked into our church about three weeks in and said, somebody needs to blow the horn. I don't have a horn, so do you remember that? You remember that? <laughs> oh my gosh. I did it anyways, Tana. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so awesome. Great memories, you guys. And Tana's right. The only... Seriously, the most difficult thing we ever went through here was when we left. You guys were the most amazing people to pastor. I cannot, the, the quality of people that have been a part of this church at any time during these last 25 years and, and those that have come since we have left, you are an amazing group of people. Amazing, God's hand is on your life. That doesn't mean his hand is not on everybody else's life, it is. But, but the thing that I love and we are so thankful for, I think God just knew we were weenies. And he said, I'm gonna bring you a group of people that are easy to pastor. You guys are absolutely amazing. We love you and we're so, so, so thankful. So we're gonna jump in this morning. I had a little conversation with Sean back and forth. We were like, what is the Lord saying? He shared some thoughts with me about stones of remembrance and talked a little bit about the promised land. And when he said that, something just clicked on the inside of me and I remembered the passage that the Lord gave us when we moved into this building and that's where I wanna go this morning. It's Numbers chapter 33, verse, I cannot believe it, I've not preached in this pulpit since I stepped down. This is feeling good. It feels real good up here, Sean. You've been doing, you've been treading some good ground up here. It feels good, the anointing feels good up here. Numbers 33, 53. This was the, we had this uh, all over, you know, in different posters around the building as we went into the promised land and we knew that God had given us this property. It's an amazing story. I promise I won't tell that one. It's an amazing story about God, how God had brought us into this, this whole property, this whole area. Tana actually had the vision for it. The Lord led her here supernaturally. She actually drove here and found it. Nobody was able to find where we were supposed to live, but the Lord told her to turn on this street. She turned and saw this property. You would 
would never think that this would be a church, but my goodness, what a blessing this church is. Huh? What a blessing this property has been to this house. Numbers 33:53 was the, the, the passage the Lord gave us when we moved in. Take possession of the land. I believe this is a now word for this house and for those of you that are no longer a part of this house, but you have been sent out from this house to wherever you are right now. We're still family. I mean, you know, everybody in the kingdom of God, we're family. And God sent you out of this house and he planted you somewhere else. I still believe this is a now word for us. Numbers 33, 53, take possession of the land and settle in it because I have given it to you to occupy. Somebody say occupy. That's our word this morning in your notes. We are still called to occupy. That word occupy is the Hebrew word yarash. And it basically means to inherit or it can also mean to dispossess. We're gonna look at both of those words this morning. To occupy means to inherit or it means to dispossess. So let's talk about the first one. Let's talk about our inheritance. In your notes, we occupy by receiving an inheritance. One of the ways we occupy is by actually receiving the inheritance that God has for us. It's one thing to know you have an inheritance, it's another thing to receive and walk in the inheritance that God has for you. He doesn't just want us to know about what he has for us, he wants us to experience. That's part of the DNA of this house, helping the spiritually hungry experience God. He wants you to know him experientially, not just be able to rattle off head knowledge about him and have good theology. And I think good theology is super important. But good theology should lead to and undergird a life that actually experiences God. A life that actually encounters God. So I believe he wants us to receive our inheritance this morning. I wanna to go to Ephesians chapter one, verse 11 in your notes. Paul says this, furthermore, because we are united with Christ, I love how Paul writes, because we are, there's no question about it, united with Christ, we are in union with him, we have received, somebody say, have received. Have received. So we have received an inheritance from God, for he chose us in advance, and he makes, he makes everything work out according to his plan. Boy, isn't, isn't that good news this morning? We have received an inheritance from a God who says, not only did I give you the inheritance, not only did I die, because in order to have an inheritance, somebody dies, right? Hebrews teaches us that. That's what the New Testament, our inheritance is based on, is that not only the death of Jesus, but he didn't only die so we could have an inheritance, he rose again to make sure we would walk in it. He rose again and not only did that happen, but then he ascended to the Father. And when he ascended, scripture teaches we ascended with him and we are right there next to him. We are in the, seated with him in heavenly places in Christ, right? So we're in this place where we have an inheritance because he not only died for it, but he lives. And then to make it even better, he sends Holy Spirit. And because of Holy Spirit, now Jesus actually lives in us. So not only is he like somebody just up in the sky, like God is the three guys at a boardroom in the sky just kind of making decisions. No, he came, he became one of us, he united us to himself, he carried us with him next to his father, and now by his spirit he lives in us. We have an inheritance and a God who makes sure we're gonna walk it out. That's good news, isn't it? 
He's a God who makes sure, well, I made a lot of wrong turns. Some of you will remember, I think it was Sam Rockwell, who was our district supervisor years ago that stood in this pulpit and he told us God was like a GPS on the inside of us that when we take a wrong turn, he just says, recalculating. It may take us a little longer. You can fight God if you want to. You can prolong what he wants to do. You can push back, but it's harder to live that way than it is to choose to walk with him. Even though we go through the hard times, Tan and I will tell you, we would rather go through them with him. And even if we make wrong turns and wrong decisions, God is so good. He's like, watch me. You yield yourself to me. If you'll just say yes to me, I will move in your life to get you where I designed and destined you to go. Oh, Justin, Justin Sally, where are you at? I saw you this morning. Where are you at, Justin? Over there? Over, where are you at? Where are you at? Keep me going, keep me going. Keep me going, keep me going, keep me going. Justin's back here. Justin, I just felt like the Lord this morning on, I said it was for Otto, but I believe it's for you, but also I feel like the Lord's saying, I'm restoring, 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 restoring. I'm restoring the years that the locust has eaten. I'm restoring the years that the canker worm has eaten. You're gonna find out in the years that you're walking in right now that I'm better than you even thought I was when you already thought I was good. You're gonna find out I'm even better than that, says the Lord, and you're gonna find out I'm a God who restores. I also feel like the Lord is saying, there's still a call on your life, Justin. I've not changed my mind. Plan A is still on and you're still going to walk in the fullness of what I have for you. So I bless you today in Jesus name, Justin. Yeah. I could do that with all you guys because it's like when I was seeing you this morning, my heart was just blowing up. Do you feel that way too today, Tana? You're seeing everybody, your heart just feels like it's exploding with love this morning. Thank you. Thank you so much. I want to pray like Solomon did. Lord, enlarge my heart that I may run to do your will. So in your notes, our our inheritance is everything connected to Jesus. Because we're united with him, our inheritance is everything that he inherits. Think about that for a minute. That's, That's a pretty big deal. So we are connected to Jesus, so therefore we're connected to his inheritance. Here's the way it says it in Romans 8, 16. For the Holy Spirit makes God's fatherhood real to us. Oh my gosh, that's good. Holy Spirit makes God's fatherhood real to us as he whispers into our innermost being, you are God's beloved child. Can you hear him say that this morning? In fact, why don't you do this one? Just close your eyes for just a moment. And I want you, we're gonna say, I love you. And then we're gonna wait for a second to hear what he speaks on the inside of us. You ready? Let's say it, one, two, three, I love you. Go quiet for a sec. What did you hear him say? Ooh, he said, I adore you. Whoa. Anybody else wanna shout out what he said to you? Oh, I love you so much more. Oh, you're his prince. Who was over here said something? Oh, Bruce, Bruce, Bruce. Don't you love Bruce? Oh my gosh. He favors us. I remember seeing you out at Hills Alive playing your guitar out there, worshiping Jesus. You're such a worshiper, man. You are a picture of destiny. You're a picture of what this house looks like. Oh, that's right. See? Ken Verhickey? He's still alive. (laughs) Me too. Me too. I'm I'm going to see him today. I'm, I'm going to see him today. 
I'm flying out this afternoon. I'm gonna go see Ken Verhicke and we're gonna go write and record an album this week. So, yay, yay. Yep. Yep, it's called Old Dudes Worship. <laughs> so we're his beloved. He speaks back to us. And since we are his true children, we qualify to share all the treasures. For indeed, we are heirs of God himself. I don't know who your daddy is, your natural daddy, but your, I mean, real, real, real daddy, where you really came from, is God. And you have an inheritance from God. Come on. And since we are joined to Christ, we also inherit all that he is and all that he has. We will experience being co-glorified with him, provided that we accept his sufferings as our own. That's part of the deal too, isn't it? First of all, accepting that he suffered on our behalf. There's nothing holy about suffering that makes us more holy. God is the one who makes us holy. Suffering doesn't make us holy. Suffering does not change you for the better necessarily unless you and I say yes to God in the midst of it. Even when that means where are you, God? He can handle that. And in the midst of that, he says, and really the suffering that the New Testament talks about and calls us to is a suffering of being persecuted. And we don't know much about that too much in our nation right now. I know there's a little bit of that, but compared to other nations, but we do experience some persecution in our life. But the point I wanna make this morning is that he's saying to us that we are actually joint heirs with Jesus. Join heirs with Jesus. So in your notes, not only, and there's so much I could say about that, our salvation, our healing, our deliverance, our freedom. Even in the midst of Tana going through what she's going through, every week we pray for people to be healed and we see people healed today. And we still see Jesus heal people in the midst of going through what we're going through. We're still, I will for the rest of my life, put a microphone on and declare that God is a healer. Jesus is a healer. So we could talk about healing as our inheritance. We could talk about so much, some of the provision that he has for us. But I wanted to zero in on destiny this morning. And I want to tell you this morning, I believe that our inheritance, and I'm using our because you aren't getting rid of me. I'm still like a, like, I'm still like a secret member of the church, all right? My, actually, I literally am appointed as an assistant minister so I can keep my Foursquare license. So I'm still on staff here, all right? So our inheritance includes this land that we're on right now. This is part of what God has given us to steward as a house, and it is a blessing. This place is such a blessing from the Lord. Our inheritance is not only this land, but our inheritance, you know, includes spiritually hungry people in this land. So not only are we inheriting this land that God has placed us in, and being a voice in the city from this place, being in a place in North Rapid, right? Right here in North Rapid, that's lifting up a voice of worship and praise to the Lord. We're, we're, a, we're a place that, if you don't know the mission statement of destiny, it's helping the spiritually hungry experience God and discover purpose and destiny through free and open worship, biblical training, and release into personal ministry. That is the still, unless you rewrote it. I should have checked, I should have checked on that before I just spouted that out there. At one time, <laughs> <laughs> that, that I believe is still the mission of the house, right? 
that there are people that are spiritually hungry. And I can remember when we were church planting and they wanted us to zero in on an age group or some kind of demographic focus. And we said, we don't feel like we're supposed to, this is, house is supposed to be a place of, from bikers to brokers. That's what we always used to say. From bikers to brokers, all we know is we're called to people who are recognizing that they are spiritually hungry and that they want to encounter God. Um, when, we, when we moved into this, this property, I remember there was a gentleman even that, and this again, this is just God giving this land, having a voice in this land, and being called to spiritually hungry people that are in this land. There was a gentleman that actually was living between the two buildings. We were trying to remember his name. We think it was Ronnie. If somebody remembers, tell us if, if we're wrong about that. But I believe his name was Ronnie, and he lived between the two buildings, and we got to know him. He would come in and he would visit with us in the, in the office and then he started coming to church and then Ronnie gave his heart to the Lord. Ronnie got saved. The guy living between the buildings came into the house and Ronnie got saved. So Ronnie, when he, uh, then here's what happened. His family got in contact with them and they told Ronnie, we wanna get you a bus ticket and we wanna bring you home. So we were with Ronnie the last day before he got on the bus and I remember Ronnie saying to us, he brought us, all he had was a, was a sleeping bag and a pillow, right? He had a sleeping bag and a pillow. It's all he owned in the world was a sleeping bag and a pillow that he used between these two buildings to sleep. And he brought it to us and he said, would you please keep these for someone else that may sleep between these buildings someday? And he told us, and I don't know, uh, is Matt use his knife here? I'm, I'm probably saying this wrong, Matt. I thought he said toksha is, is, is like, you don't say but goodbye, but it's like, I will see you later. How do you say that word? Is that right? I remembered it. Toksha. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, Matt, you are the man, bro. Seriously, there's a couple who planted a church, have huge impact. Their lives have had an amazing impact. God is not done with the Use His Knife family, amen? He is not done. So we, we're here because God has more spiritually hungry people that he wants us to impact, right? We occupy not only by inheriting, inheriting the land, and also seeing the people in the land as the inheritance for the Lord. It's not just our inheritance, but when someone comes to Christ, that's the inheritance for the Lord. People coming to Christ. I, oh, don't, don't go telling stories. Keep going, Bram. Secondly, we occupy by dispossessing the spiritual enemies of God. So it's not only by receiving our inheritance, but that word occupy also has to do with dispossessing. Now, as those of you that know me know I'm always gonna new covenant what we're talking about. If you don't go into the Old Testament with Jesus, you get messed up. If you're gonna travel into the Old Testament, you gotta travel there with Jesus. You need Jesus to reveal the Old Testament to you and reveal the New Testament that's concealed there. One of the things that is so important that we know in your notes is that we do not dispossess people. When you read stories of Israel dispossessing people from a geographical location in the New Covenant, the New Testament, we do not dispossess people. A lot of mistakes have been made and there were, it's terrible to even call them mistakes. It's not mistakes, it's atrocities that have happened because Christians believed that they were supposed to go into a land and dispossess the people that the land belonged to. That's not our call. We're not, we don't have any people that are our true enemies. In fact, we're called to love those we think we are that are our enemies because they really aren't our enemies. We only have one enemy. Our enemy is not flesh and blood. 
Our enemy is spiritual in nature. So everything that you see in the Old Testament about dispossessing people, you want to take that and turn that and say, no, it's not the people. We want to see, somebody going, I tell you what, God's about to take the wealth of the righteous and get wicked and give it into the hands of the righteous. Yeah, you know how he wants to do that? Save the wicked. Not all you wicked people, give me your money because I know what to do with it. I'm in debt and I'm not handling my money well, but I sure can if you hand me some more. That's not the answer. The answer is the person who has the finances comes into the kingdom of God and that God can do powerful things through their life because he loves them, right? So we don't have physical enemies. No, zero. Nobody in this world is our physical enemy. Jesus never, never, never said, well, he got pretty mad at the Pharisees. He spoke against them as a group, but one Pharisee comes to him in the night like Nicodemus and he he drops John 3.16 on him. The greatest revelation Jesus ever dropped, maybe, possibly, was John 3.16 and he dropped it on a Pharisee. He didn't see the Pharisees as his enemies. He wanted them to know the power of the kingdom of God. He wants everyone to know his goodness, right? We dispossess the spiritual enemies of God. Here's how we do it, by building altars. This is where I'm excited today. We, destiny, and this is who we are. We've been doing this for 25 years. Building altars to the Lord. First Peter 2.9 says, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a priesthood. You see that? Say, I'm a priest. priest. Hey, we do have priests in this church. Everybody, men and women, all of you are priests. We do have priests in the kingdom of God. He says, we're a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. A book I'm gonna recommend to you guys if you haven't already read it is, you remember Chris Burns, Chris and Danielle? So we're still hanging out with those guys. And uh, Chris actually has written an amazing book called The Priesthood. We just finished going through it as a church and a life group in our church. And it is such a fantastic, wonderful book. I highly recommend it. I'm gonna give you a couple quotes from there. Chris says this, the way the priesthood takes down principalities is by building a bigger one. Our worship, if you wanna write that in your notes, our worship becomes an altar where Yahweh is exalted and every other thing bows down. We build a bigger altar. We build an altar of, that's why he sang this song this morning. You go before I know that you've even gone to win my war. You come back with the head of my enemy and then you call it my victory. Those are great lyrics. Hallelujah, you have saved me. And all I did was praise. All I did was worship. And even that was motivated by Holy Spirit on the inside of me. And you notice the whole purpose of an altar, again, Chris Burns, was to be a voice, a meeting place where heaven, and, uh, where heaven meets earth, or a meeting place between heaven and earth. That's an altar. That, my friends, is what has been established in this place. A meeting place of heaven and earth. And you notice an altar has been and continues to be built geographically in this place. Geographically, there's been an altar that has been established here. And I believe that, I declare this morning that there are people that are gonna drive by. This has been something we have experienced in the life of this church. And I'm telling you, these are the days of increase of this. People that are gonna drive by like Tana did when she found the property, 
They're gonna drive by and all of a sudden they're gonna find themselves turning into the parking lot. It could be, are they walking by and they'll walk into the office building. They'll drive by and they'll come into a service and then, then they'll end up giving their heart to the Lord and maybe planting a church. Because, because there's something of an altar that's established here that is speaking. There's a sound going out that though we don't recognize it with our ears, our spirit hears it. Man, there's something, there's angelic presence, angels are ascending and descending, the power of God, the presence of God that has been established. We moved in here, I think, is it 2005? Ed, Ed probably knows, was it 05, I think? So 2005, we moved into this building. So however many years, somebody do the math for me. I don't do live math. How long? 18 years, I don't do live math. You guys know that I always say 48% of Americans can't do simple math, and that's almost a third of us. That's my joke on math, right? I don't do live math. <laughs> so how many years did you say it was? 18? 18 years of altar building. Now we built in other places, but it does matter that we've built here, it does matter. That we've built something here that's established here that you are continuing to build. Now, I say we because I got to be a part of it. But you are continuing to build stone upon stone, living stone upon living stone upon living stone. And I declare that people are going to be drawn into this place. I declare, I remember a time on Elk Street when a guy came in and he walked in and he got saved. And he actually walked down front, asked for the microphone. That's always something you got to go, okay, here we go. He asked for the microphone and he looked at, he looked at everybody he said, you know what? I got up this morning and I said, I'm gonna get to that blankety blank church. I'm not gonna tell you the word. Ask me after service. I'll give you the, I'll give you the cuss word later if you, if you need it, if you really need it. But you know what? I loved it. It was raw. It was real. He was drawn to God. He had no intention, but he looked out that morning as he was going down the hill and he said, I'm going to that church. Something drew him. I'm telling you that has not changed. There is a drawing of God. There's a drawing of God. There are people that are going to be drawn here. I'm telling you, people getting healed in the parking lot. People getting set free and delivered, walking in the door, and the demons that they were carrying getting checked at the door. Set free. God still delivers. God still changes. God still sets free. And I believe that is the inheritance of this house. It's what God has called this house to. We, dis we, we dispossess the enemies of God by being altars, not just by building altars. This is the good one. So we got the geography, right? But there's something even better than that. This is, the, this is like, okay, we've got plan A and this is like plan A on steroids, all right? This is the new fuel, this is the reset. I believe this is the reboot that God has for the house and I submit that to you, Sean, as pastor. But I believe that Jesus is bringing a revelation to this house that yes, a, a geographical altar has been built here and it matters. But the revelation is that you are a walking altar. That you are a walking encounter with God. That everybody that comes in contact with you comes in contact with God. Look, this is what Jesus was. And you know, it's, he was a mobile altar. Or if you wanna call him a mobile home, you could call him that. Jesus was a mobile altar, John 1.50. Jesus asked him, Philip, this is where Philip came to him and Jesus gives him this crazy word of knowledge. I saw you under the fig tree before you came to me. Philip starts freaking out. He saw me before I even showed up. 
Jesus asked him, do you believe this just because I told you? Because he said, oh man, you're the son of God. He said, do you believe this just because I told you I've seen you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than this. Then he said, I tell you the truth. You will all see heaven open. And the angels of God going up and down on the son of man. You see that? The one who is the stairway between heaven and earth. What's Jesus talking about there? He's alluding to Genesis chapter 28, where Jacob went to where his granddaddy had built an altar and laid a stone, and he put his head down on that stone, and he had a dream that night at a geographical place. And in that dream, he saw heaven open, and he saw angels ascending and descending. Jesus said, I want you to know, I'm the fulfillment of that. No longer will it have to be that you go to some geographical location and put your head on that pillow. Oh, I'll still use that because I'll still minister and move any way that I can. But my highest plan is for you to have a revelation that I'm the blueprint. I'm the one who is representing what it looks like to be a person in the kingdom of God. And here's what it looks like. Angels are ascending and descending on me. There's an open heaven over my life. I'm a walking open heaven. And your notes, Jesus is Jacob's ladder. Jesus is Jacob's ladder, and Jesus is forever the meeting place of heaven and earth. Heaven and earth come together in the man, Christ Jesus. Can you imagine that? Jesus actually came to earth so he could be of earth. He came to earth so he could be of earth, and he brought all of heaven to, and he brought all of heaven and married heaven to earth in the man, Christ Jesus. He is the meeting place of heaven and earth. He's the meeting place of God and man. And here's the good news in your notes. We're connected to Jacob's ladder. If I'm in Christ and Christ is in me, we're connected to Jacob's ladder. I love what Dr. Simmons says. He's the one who uh, translated the Passion Translation. He says this, the word angels, when it says angels are ascending and descending, can be translated messengers. Yep, it can be angels or it can be messengers. And it could be humans given access into the heavenly realm through the blood of Jesus. Come on. (laughs) come on so he's saying humans have access to heaven and earth so I'd take it both ways angels ascending and descending because God loves to minister through angels and I'm believing God for increased angelic activity and encounters right increased encounters with angels in Jesus name We, we believe for that but also I believe God wants us to have a revelation that we are in Christ and being in Christ means we have access to heaven and we all have, have access to earth as well. You've heard me say before, we are bilocational beings, if you've ever heard me preach. We are bilocational beings. We live in heaven, we are seated with Jesus and at the same time our feet are planted on this earth because God intends for the increase of his government and peace to have no end and that happens through us. That happens through us. And you know, it's by faith we can access and release. We can access and release the realm of heaven. We can access and release, it's both. We can access the realm of heaven for our own personal lives. We can encounter the realm of heaven. We can encounter the God of heaven in our own personal lives. And we can release heaven everywhere that we go. You know, it's Jesus lived and he ministered under an open heaven. So what does that mean for us? And this is so important for us as charismatics. I believe right now, I am a charismatic. And this is, that's my tribe. Pentecostal charismatic all my life. Tana cut her teeth on bar stools. I cut mine on Pentecostal pews. I've been Pentecostal charismatic my whole life. So this is my tribe so I can talk to my tribe. And, and in my tribe, 
Oh, we gotta have an open heaven. Oh, God, we're in the heavens and come down. Praying those Old Testament scriptures. Oh, we're in the heavens, please come down, Lord. Oh, we gotta have you come down, come down. You're the next contestant on The Price is Right. Oh, please come down, Holy Spirit. Would you just come down? Oh, Lord, would you open the heavens? We gotta pray, guys, till the heavens get open. Oh, wait a minute. Say, well, Brent, the second heaven, that's where the demonic in there. That realm has, well, guess what? We're above that. We're not, we're not under the second heaven. I know for some of you, like, what are you saying, second heaven, third heaven? For those of you that know what I'm talking about, first heaven, all of the air, the sky, everything. Second heaven, where the angels and the demons in the spiritual realm. Third heaven, that's seated next to him in heavenly places. We live from and minister from the third heaven. We are a walking open heaven. It, second heaven doesn't get a vote. Demons don't get a vote on whether you're a walking open heaven or not. They don't get a say. Well, this is a hard region. You know one reason it might be? Because we think it is. Because the enemy has convinced us that we aren't who we really are. The enemy has convinced us that we gotta try to fight for something that we actually already have. God, give us a revelation that we are walking open heavens. We are walking points and accesses of encounter. I wanna say hot spot, but people tell me don't say that anymore. So I said it anyways. <laughs> so what does that mean in your notes? An open heaven is no longer confined to a geographical lo location. No longer. Yes, it, it is. There's an established, ge God does move in geography. He loves land. But more than the, the reason he loves the land is he loves the people on the land and in the land. Look what he says to, Jesus says to them, you all will see heaven open. He doesn't say, Philip, you'll see heaven open, but the rest of these guys, Peter especially, he's gonna be, he's not. He said, you're all gonna see open heaven. That word is in the future uh, middle indicative voice. What does that mean? In the middle voice in Greek, so I'm talking about the Greek language which this was written in, the subject is both the cause and the focus, the agent and the experiencer of a verbal action. You all will see heaven open. You will be a part of the agent and you will be an experiencer of that verbal action. You all will see heaven open. Here's the way it's written in the Passion Translation. I prophesy to you eternal truth. From now on, that's why he does it because it's in the middle, future middle indicative voice. From now on, you will see an open heaven. I like that translation. From now on, that's what Jesus said then to his disciples. From now on, you will see an open heaven. What does an open heaven mean? You have access all the time to all that God is and all that God has. Yeah. All the time. When you're going through good times, when you're going through bad times, when it's hard, when it's difficult, when, it's, when, it, when you're flying and it's, it's awesome and you're soaring with wings of eagles, you always, always have access to who God is. You always have access to a relationship with him. You live in an open heaven. Mm. Because while we are in this world, 1 John 4, 17 says, we are just like him. We are just like him. In your notes, we're not waiting for an open heaven. We are not contending for an open heaven. Amen. We are a walking open heaven. Ooh, that's good news, isn't it? We are a walking open heaven. We're gonna close declaring Psalm 24 seven. We're gonna make a declaration this morning. You can go ahead and come, Sean, if you want to. Oh, I get to have Sean playing behind me again like the good old days. I might preach more. I shouldn't have called you up, Sean. 
I, I, I just want to say I'm so proud of Sean. I'm so proud of Sean. I'm so proud of you, man. He's not that skinny kid that I met playing the congas anymore. Not that you're not skinny. I don't mean it like that. I don't mean it like that. He's not a kid. He's a leader. He was a leader then. I, I saw it. I, I didn't even understand the fullness of what I was seeing back then when I was just a pretty young guy myself. When I met Sean when he was a teenager, I knew there was something amazing on his life. And you're getting to experience that here at Destiny. What a blessing Sean is. And knowing what he's walked through in this last season, I love Psalm 23. He leads us through the valley of the shadow of death. I want us to take Psalm 24 seven and I want us to make this our declaration over destiny. And let me say this too. I don't know where I was gonna say this in my message, but I forgot to say it. If you are no longer attending destiny, but you've been a part of destiny in the past, I, Sean, is it okay if I just declare they're all honorary yeah, members, right? Yeah, you're all, you should never ask a pastor if you can do something in public. I'm totally breaking all <laughs> etiquette. We'll talk I, later. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I'm totally breaking all those rules right now. But you, you are, uh, I want you to hear it like this, because Tana and I no longer attend here. We were flung out of here. We were, there's something in this house that it just won't allow people to stay and just sit in a pew. Some, some in this house will rise to leadership in this house, but some in this house have been and will be. Tan and I never thought people belonged to us. Nobody ever belonged to us. You are his sheep. He's the shepherd, he gets to lead. But for those of you that have been sent, you've been sent from destiny and I believe you carry this DNA on the inside of you. Whatever church that you're a part of now, you carry this DNA on the inside of you. I ran with many of you for years. I know this is on the inside of you. Tan and I wrote the mission statement for this church, but we always believed all we did was articulate what was already in the heart of a people that we hadn't met yet. And then we met you and we're like, yes, this is our tribe. You're still our tribe, guys. Here's what you find out, is that this isn't just a call on destiny. This is a call that God has for people in the kingdom of God. To be living, walking, open heavens. So I declare that you've been sent and we bless you. We declare wherever you are at, wherever God has you, you will be fruitful. You will carry the revelation that God has placed on the inside of you. You are a walking open heaven. We're gonna make this declaration that not only over those that are a part of destiny right now, but we're gonna make a declaration no matter where you're from, this is for you this morning. It's Psalm 24, seven. Will you stand this morning? If you can, if you're able to stand. I want us to say this together as we stand. Psalm 24, seven, here we go. I'm gonna do it with you guys. So wake up you living gateways. Lift up your heads, you ageless doors of destiny. Welcome the King of glory, for he is about to come through you. Come on. That's a good declaration. Tell, tell the person next to you, he's about to come through you. Tell, tell somebody next to you, you're not waiting for a move of God, you are a move of God. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have Mother Linda join me. Mother Linda, if you could join me for a second. The Burning Bushco, yes. 
Buffy. <laughs> I, wanna, I want you to be my eyes for just a second. I, I, this is the way at every service, I still do this to this day. Would you bow your heads for just a moment? There may be somebody here that you've never surrendered your life to Jesus, or maybe you have, but you've wandered away. Listen, you can't make God say yes to you, but you can say no to his yes. You don't wanna do that. The Bible says the way of the transgressor is hard. You talk about, we're talking about being difficult, going through struggling. It's way worse to do it without him. It's impossible, it's awful. And, and he has already said yes to you in Jesus. And so maybe you've never said yes to him and surrendered your life to him. Or maybe you have, but you've wandered away. And I've, I never like recommit, I love resurrender. You wanna resurrender to him this morning. If that's you with no one looking but me and Pastor Linda, would you raise your hand if that's you today? surrender your life to Jesus this morning. You never have or you need to re-surrender. Is there anyone that needs to do that today? Lift it up real high and keep it up if you would until Linda can see you. There's one. Anyone else? Two. Anyone else? Raise your hand if that's you. Keep it up. That's awesome. Two people. Anyone else want to raise your hand? Two matters. One matters, right? Come on. That's, that's what we're talking about. People's lives that are impacted and changed by Jesus. What a birthday present. What a birthday present. Jesus, Jesus is so excited for you this morning. I want to invite everyone here, if you would, to repeat this prayer after me. Romans 10 says, if we believe in our heart that Jesus is Lord and we confess with our mouth that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. So we're going to make that confession together. But everyone just say, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, I declare, I declare Jesus died, Jesus died and rose again. Rose again. I surrender. I surrender. I am yours. From now, on, From now on, I know, I know that, I am that I am a living gateway, a, living gateway, a meeting, place meeting place of heaven and earth. Heaven and earth. I, am an altar, I am an altar, and everyone around me, and everyone around me is going to encounter your love, encounter your, love your, grace, your grace, your goodness, your, grace, your, healing, your healing, your restoration. In Jesus' name. Jesus name. Amen.